Welcome to the LBCF podcast. Our vision is to learn to live and love like Jesus, where we live, work, and play. To find out more about our community, you can visit us at lbcf.org. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by this teaching from our community. Good morning, LBCF. Uh, I'm happy again to uh, see, I guess, my own face and seven other people's, but I know that you're all celebrating and worshiping and fighting off kids climbing all over you and, and all of those places and all of the ground in which we find ourselves this morning is holy. And so thank you for inviting us to the holy ground of your home. Uh, today we are talking, we're, we're continuing with our NT 2020 plan. Uh, we are going from, uh, from Acts 19 through the end of Acts, and we see this story of Paul um, and how complicated his mission and journey was and how n- not a straight line it was for him. And so we, we see that there's this continuing theme over and over again that that just because you have faith, and even if you have powerful faith, and sometimes especially when you have powerful faith, that with it comes this this very large amount of uncertainty, not because we hope in something that is fragile, but because the kinds of promises that, that we long for, that, that try to fulfill us, that, that make us say everything's okay, sometimes we, we don't get to have those answers, and sometimes... Jesus calls us into this relationship where where we offer up that longing, that desiring, because desiring those answers is is normal and it's a part of who we are. And so there's this repeated need to to sacrifice our our temptation to find those answers in anything else other than Him. And so He He tells us that that hope uh, or that that faith is 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 an evidence for things that are unseen. And so. There are a lot of ways that this plays out in our life, and thankfully, I'm actually not the one sharing the majority of what's happening this morning. We have uh, three amazing people from our community who have offered up their stories to invite you into the ways that uncertainty, the ways that faith has not um, given them a easy path, and how even so that has drawn them into a deeper relationship with the person of Jesus. And so I want to invite Matt Cullen, who you just heard that beautiful poem from. Um, but first, my wife is in the other room. She's watching our kids. She has worked tirelessly, and so I have to do my part to make sure I acknowledge that she's awesome. And I'm very glad that she is the mother of our children as well. But I want to kick it back to Matt because he has a beautiful story, a, a beautiful story to share about how this uncertainty and how all of that has played out in his journey as well. Thanks again, Ryan, and thanks, folks. It's uh, good to be with you and good to share. Um, I always like uh, sharing with my peeps, as I call all of you. Um, you know, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It doesn't really mean that faith is completely like chance or randomness, that's for sure, because faith can be certain. It just means that you don't get to predict what happens when you act in faith. Just because you act in faith doesn't produce uh, always what you'd like it to produce. Later in the passage, that same passage, we see that while some of the people of faith were delivered from their difficulties, others were killed. Wow. 
for me, one of the uncertainties I struggle with is just continuing to make the decision to reach out to others when I'm feeling down or lonely. Um, and, it, and, you know, that's something that can come on us even with people, a lot of people around us. And um, I have great people around me on a regular basis. And it still doesn't uh, mean that I uh, express myself as I need to, you know. And I think that Jesus shows up uh, for me during those times by inviting me to be honest with myself and be honest with others about where I'm at. And I don't always do that so well. Um, my friend George Morales taught me about the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. It's really more about helping to identify what's going on in me than even how to address what's going on in me. Um, for me, it's about giving it voice. And once you give it voice, uh, it is able to, we're able to set it in the compartment that uh, it belongs. So uh, when I'm feeling lonely, I'm not angry, I'm lonely. And identifying that helps me to go, oh, okay, this is what I need. I need to express myself to my friends or whatever it is, right? And, and um, so I think uh, what God has shown me through all of this is that uh, it doesn't mean that I magically get whatever I like or I'd like to, um, or even what's best and good and right, because sometimes I'll do right and get mistreated or not. However, even God says in the scripture that you're going to have this if you do that. It's a, it's a uh, balance to walking in that light of trusting God, and even if things aren't going in the way that you think they should or that it maybe they should uh, but they don't always go that way but um, there's no guarantees except one Jesus actually gives you and me grace in the moment so I don't need to do to be demanding whatever I want I get to depend on the fact that he knows and he'll be with me and show me what is best and how to how to move through and navigate through it so Ryan, yeah, and I, I I love that that halt. I've I, I've sensed I've felt myself feeling like a hundred percent H A L N T like in in this last couple months, and I and I think that it's beautiful for anybody that knows Matt knows how much that loneliness part of him. Um, has actually moved him into working out his faith through community of actually reaching out. And so I think that there's some, there's a beautiful tie in the way that we see one of Paul's biggest hangups and one of his biggest pain parts is, is his past with the Gentiles. And yet Jesus calls him to go directly into that place of pain. He, that Jesus calls him to, to actually face that part of his life that is most painful and that that's where he will do his greatest work. And I, and I think that for you, Matt, for, for a person who expresses this feeling of loneliness, the amount of people that you make feel not lonely, the amount of people that you turn towards and, and, and show love towards, um, it's, an, it's inspiring. And I actually think that it's one of the biggest strengths that you have. And so it's evidence that Jesus will have us face our uncertainty rather than just turn towards all of the things that make us comfortable or are easy, that when you actually face that, um, you allow him to be strength 
in your weakness. And I think that's exactly what it's talking about is not that every weak part of you will all of a sudden become strong, but that we will sacrifice up that part of us that, that needs that the most and that Jesus will shine through that. Because I think that in your desperation to not be lonely, you have found out what it, what that's like and Jesus has worked through you in a powerful way. And so, but some of us as well, um, I, I know this next story personally uh, from studying music for so long. I know that one of the ways that I have worked out my own narrative of uncertainty and how faith has played out for me is doesn't always come to words well. And sometimes I just need to find ways of expressing beauty. I went to uh, school for music for six years and and so I know how powerful it can be that when words don't come to you, that you can turn towards an instrument or turn towards these other things that help you express that part of you that might not have words yet. And one of the most talented musicians we have in our community, Gary Kasuchi, um, has a song that he's written as a part of his reflection of beauty in this theme of um, the uncertainty of faith. And so I want to play that for you. And speaking of being uncertain, the past few times we've tried to share videos, um, there have been issues. So if something crashes and your screen freezes or something happens, know that that's not on your end. That might be on our end and we will be right back. But if that doesn't happen, uh, just enjoy this, this uh, song from Gary.
we see how how amazing and how beautiful it is that Gary, the way that, that the Spirit moves through him, that, that we see that God is continuing to plant things like imagination and beauty, that, that God hasn't taken a break for his Spirit to be at work, even in the midst of uncertainty. And so we are all so blessed to receive that gift from Gary, and so thank you for that. And I encourage you that if if words aren't coming to you, and if right now is a real uncertain time for you, if words don't come easily to you, there are so many ways that you can encounter the spirit um, that you can actually take make make shape of what's happening to you that don't require you to explain anything. And I think that we have placed too high a value on explaining things. Um, and so I would encourage you maybe pick up an instrument, pick up some paint. You don't have to do it well, but see what might come from you if you engage the spirit in that way. Um, so I think that's beautiful. And lastly, um, I want to welcome Alvia Lee, who's a program specialist with the city of Irvine. Um, and he has an amazing story of how this is worked out for him and I value and cherish him very much and I think that he has such a voice of of calm and beauty for our community so I want to pass it over to him now thanks Ryan uh, happy Mother's Day um, everyone and I'm just so excited to be here um, excited to share with you uh, I am looking at my face as well, just as Ryan uh, noted earlier, and um, it's it's different. And you know, during pandemic, there has I have experienced um, life in a different way more than ever before. And you know, every day feels different for me. Um, I feel that during this time, pan during pandemic, I feel that uncertainty is a word that. Um, really probably the entire world can relate with. And, uh, you know, today we're talking about the radical uncertainty of faith. And, and I know for myself, I've been uncertain about my health and whether or not if I get COVID, would my body be able to withstand the virus? Or, you know, every day I go into work uncertain about whether or not, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my job or maintain life as, I, as I've known it. Um, and the challenge that I face, uh, challenges that I face. I know just scratch a surface of the amount of challenges that people are facing within our community right now and the loss. And, you know, with it, within uncertainty, uh, one thing I know is that God, he, he really, he doesn't promise to take us out of uncertainty as soon as we ask, ask him to. Um, but what he does promise is, is that he's with us and he's with us along the way. And um, I, I'm going to share a story with you guys, and I hope that my story will encourage you towards uh, just towards your relationship with God and towards towards your faith. Um, I want to. I hope that you'll you'll be encouraged just to press in um, and and really find time to to listen, even in time of um, times like these with high anxieties and and um, and uncertainties. And so the story I have in mind is one from my teenage years. Um, as a 15-year-old, my family, my mother and I, uh, my mother uh, was a single mother and um, at the time, and I'm a single child, uh, and, and uh, when I was 15, my mother and I experienced homelessness. And at the time, uh, 
my mother, she, she became ill. She had heart disease. Um, and what, what started with days and weeks led to months of, of, um, of just not being able to pay bills, uh, not being able to uh, work. And eventually, as expected, we were evicted from our apartment. And uh, I'll never forget that first day, you know, we packed our bags, we left everything behind. We left our furniture. I can still picture the mound of stuff that we just left in this apartment. Um, we packed whatever we could carry and we left and just had no plan, um, no idea what was going to happen, or where we we're going to go. And the uncertainties we felt uh, were probably some of the most um, nerve-wracking uncertainties I've ever felt in my life. We were, you know, nervous about the very basics of life, you know, what we're going to eat that night, whether or not we're going to eat, and, and where we're going to stay. Um, we had no car, and, and, you know, our first step was just, let's just take the city bus somewhere. And so we hopped on, a, picked a direction, and hopped on the bus, and, and just went. And, you know, uh, we ended up spending about a year and a half in and out of motels uh, throughout L.A. and Orange County. Um, eventually, my mother's health did restore. And, and in fact, it only took a couple months of, um, you know, of homelessness uh, for her health to, to fully restore. And, and, um, and I'm actually happy on Mother's Day today to re report that, you know, when my mother and I go on walks, she runs laps around me now, so she's fully healthy um, and, and she's rocking in her health. Um, but, you know, yeah, after a couple months, uh, you know, her health restored and she was able to return to work. And, and um, for us, though, it seemed at that point, the challenges, that's when our, our biggest challenges uh, really began. And, um, you know, we ended up experiencing a year and a half of homelessness and it was because it was so difficult for us to find a place to live we didn't have family or community at the time um and uh and so i eventually dropped out of high school um and and uh you know my mother uh, she would go to work every day and and my job became find a place to live and i spent every day uh just calling apartment ads some of you might remember the recycler classifieds um, there's also something called Penny Saver. There are classified sections in the back of the LA Times. And I would just, I would find these, these ads and I would just call every single apartment um, uh, that was for rent. I called hundreds of them. And with every single phone call, I, I, I you know, received the, um, we were turned down and we were just told that, you know, sorry, we can't take tenants because of the eviction on your record. Eventually, we lost what seemed like all hope, you know, despite the fact that we could afford rent and despite the fact that we were working and we're healthy again, we're really fighting to get back on our feet. We just couldn't find success. We couldn't succeed. No matter how hard we fought, we couldn't get back on our feet. But then one day, one day, finally, after a year and a half, um, I found an ad in the Penny Saver. And this ad wasn't for an apartment. I tried all the apartment ads, and this one was for a, a single parent community. It was a nonprofit. And I thought, what the heck, I'll give it a shot. And I called, you know, 15-year-old. I'm calling, hey, you know, uh, my name's Alvia, and my mother and I have had a hard time, and we're just looking for a place to live. Um, you know, we can afford paying rent, but we can't find a, an apartment. And that very evening, uh, the 
I believe it was a, the founder of the nonprofit met with my mother and I at a, at a Burger King and, um, and heard our story. And within 24 hours, he called us and he said, hey, I, I, there's a single mother that would like to rent her back house apartment to you guys. And, you know, after a year and a half of, of, of just searching um, and trying to get back on our feet and not, not succeeding, to, to just to, to connect with some a random single parent a nonprofit and then within 24 hours be able to find life as I knew it again, um, as we knew it again, to, to have life completely restored was just completely surreal. And, you know, I think back that time, there's this sense of, of resurrection that I feel um, or that, that I feel even thinking back to that memory. You know, when Jesus died, uh, the, the community of believers that were around him, uh, they, they were distraught. There was a, they're filled with uncertainty. Uh, but then at resurrection, at the resurrection, they were filled with hope and joy. And even now, you know, I think back to that memory and I feel like, man, I, that was probably one of my first encounters with the power of the resurrection. And, you know, in being asked to share a story, I, I wrestled with thinking of, of, you know, what story do I share with, with everyone? Um, today. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I sat and I prayed and I just couldn't think of a story of uncertainty for some reason. And it, it seems kind of odd to me that th this story I would even forget. But I think during a time like this, during pandemic, times of uncertainty, it really is the most difficult. It is most difficult to think and remember of times where the power of the resurrection presented itself in your life. Um, but, you know, all it took was a prayer and all it took was a, a few moments of, of, of just saying, hey, you know, Holy Spirit, would you just remind me as I slow down, would you remind me of times that you've been good uh, to me, times that you've been faithful to me and to my family and to my mother? And uh, immediately this story came to mind and, and I, I, I was given a sense of peace. You know. I, yeah, during this time, I've been, I've not been sleeping because of, you know, during pandemic, because of the pandemic, I've been uh, going to sleep probably three o'clock every night, and I don't know what keeps me up, but I'm just nervous, <laughs> and I'm filled with anxiety, and I really do think it's, a, it's, it's because of uncertainty, um, and there's all sorts of joys in life, but one thing I know is the greatest joys that I've experienced um, came alongside great uncertainty. You know, it came when, when God just shows up in a radical way. And that's when I receive radical joy and I experience radical joy. And so with this story, I just want to encourage you during this time of uncertainty, during pandemic, um, I encourage you to just find moments to slow down and, and, and just take a moment to listen. You know, we're promised that, that God is with us in uncertainty and then in certainty as well. And also, we're promised the Spirit, and the Spirit, Jesus describes as the helper, um, and, and, and teaches us that the helper will always bring to remembrance the things that Jesus taught us, and I believe today, the things that Jesus has done in our lives. And, and so, I share this story to, to hopefully encourage you in your faith, um, and encourage you to press into uh, your relationship with Jesus, um, and whether it's through music, or through, uh, through studying, or through prayer, um, I just, yeah, I encourage you to, to turn, turn to the spirit. So at this point, I'm going to turn it over to 
to Ryan, who's going to wrap up this message. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alvia. Um, I think that's such a great example for us and such a good pattern, I think, that you pointed out of of the the pattern that the Christian life is, is one of baptism every day. It's it's we die every day and we are brought to life every day. And, and I think that that happens over and over and over again. And so I think that when you said that, that it was through this time of uncertainty that you first experienced that power of resurrection, I think that that's such a powerful way of, of explaining maybe the, the reasons that God allows us into these really deep places of, of despair, of uncertainty, um, is because it's part of the Christian life that our pattern is death and resurrection over and over and over again. And so I just see so beautifully in all of your stories, in your story, Alvia, your story, Matt, and in Gary's song, um, this this way that, that we remember that we are resurrection people, even in the midst of very uncertain times. I experience, I mean, we have all experienced so much uncertainty from what's happening in our world now. Um, that I think that there, for me, part of leaning on Jesus was, was listening to the advice of people close to me. Um, I ended up having to get some medicine to help me with my anxiety. And I just want to put it out there that if that's you too, that if, that if that's how you kind of call in all the troops for yourself, that if you call people, let people pray with you, let people encourage you. If, if you need that, that, that's a big part that, that can be a way that God is with you in this as, as well. And so the uncertainty is something that we might not have an escape to, but we might be able to lean on Christ in the midst of this. And so one of the ways that we do that regularly pre and post pandemic is remembering the feast by taking communion. And so I want to pass it over to JC as she leads us in communion. We hope this teaching has encouraged and challenged you. We always have more resources available at our website, lbcf.org. And wherever you are and wherever you're listening, we pray you be filled with grace to learn to live in love like Jesus.